Paint to Form, the podcast for the F2F Music Foundation. The F2F Music Foundation's mission seeks to enable all youth to pursue continuous and rigorous training in music to their highest level of interest and ability while striving for the best academic achievements possible. And there is a connection point there. F2F is designed to provide disadvantaged students in high schools, middle schools, and elementary schools with the opportunity to excel in their academic endeavors by utilizing the benefits of music to enrich their lives and the lives of others in the community. And it goes so much deeper than that. Music builds character. Music builds people. Val uh, Val Lewis is the founder and uh, the president of F2F, the Faith to Form Music Foundation, award-winning Hammond organist, keyboardist. Val Lewis is an accomplished singer, a producer, and a ranger. Has been doing a lot of great things uh, as of late. Uh, with a whole bunch of uh, wonderful musicians and just keeps on going and going and going. You are the Energizer uh, Bunny. Well, I think that's true. <laughs> Here's another Energizer Bunny. I just hey. love... Okay, I, you, I, you're a good... You're the bunny. I know that. From Long Island, <laughs> Bill Heller is, grew up in a very musical household. God, I love that. From an early age, he and his two brothers were surrounded by family get-togethers filled with music. Bill met Russ Freeman while recording the Brian Moore Custom Guitars Artist Collection CD. Russ asked Bill if he would play on a few tracks that he was producing for Craig Chikiso's Redwood to the Rockies. His first Rippington's recording was Topaz. I have that recording. Back in 80, uh, 98. 88, I almost said. And he has been performing live with the band since March of 2001. Since then, Bill has co-produced all of Craig's CDs with a few songs uh, that made it to number one position on the smooth jazz charts. Very much uh, an active part of smooth jazz in our music industry. Boy, it sure is fun to... And, and, and then he knows Val. That's because, because Bill knows Paula, okay? We'll get to that later. That's right. Uh, yeah, that's right. It's, this, to me, it's like one big happy family. I like that. Hey, Bill, uh, welcome, and thanks for taking the time to, uh, to be a part of... Uh, uh, our, our podcast today. We appreciate you being here. Well, thank you for having me. You know, Bill, what was the very first song you played? The very first song I played? Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll go back to how I started my music lessons. So, uh, as you mentioned, you know, I grew up in a musical house. My mom played a little bit of piano. My, my dad played a little uh, concertina, which is like an accordion. So, my parents, my mom decided, you know, let's give the boys music lessons. So my brother, my older brother is about a year or so older than me. And, uh, they took us to the guy in the neighborhood that taught music lessons and he gave us a musical aptitude test. So in my youth, the most popular band was the Beatles. And at the end of this musical aptitude test, uh, the teacher decided that I would play accordion and my brother would play guitar. And I was like, great, but wait a second. There's no accordion in the Beatles. Mm-hmm. Well, so, uh, my first song, I, it, it was probably something Italian. Okay. Well, on the accordion, that's okay. How come How come you didn't uh, turn into Weird Al Yankovic as opposed to being a great keyboard player? Well, that's, how do you know? How would you know I didn't turn into Weird Al Yankovic? Okay, so we, we have Weird Al Yankovic. Uh, uh, Bill Heller is a weird... No, he's not. Uh, but that's pretty funny. You know, we've got we, bands from Cleveland... Um, 
uh, Russ Jankowski of uh, there's a band called the Tree Stumps that had a few hits in the Cleveland area along with his brother. Mm-hmm. Russ played accordion, but of course he played keyboards. He had one of those really cool Vox uh, keyboard uh, a long time ago. Sure, accordions. Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty neat. But uh, but it, but it's so oh, funny. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I was going to say that your your father was Arthur Fiedler, uh, and he was he was a conductor, but he was not. No, he was not your father. Uh, he, my dad was a conductor, though. That's that's the other the other thing I like to say. My dad was a conductor, but and let that hang for a minute, and then but he was a conductor on the New York City subways. <laughs> that works just as well. Wow. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> You know, you know a little bit about uh, F2F, Faith to Form, uh, the Music Foundation, Bill. Yes. Why, why is it important today to, uh, for, to build momentum for kids with music? What, what, what do you see as that as an important asset? Um, it's a fantastic creative outlet when it's fostered in the right way. Uh, you know, you know, when you see people enjoying music in family settings or church or school settings and enjoying the, uh, the the community that's involved in music. In other words, you know, music can be shared with so many people in so many great ways. And I think it's important because it fosters so many, like you say, uh, sharing. It fosters sharing. It fosters art, the, the, the love and appreciation of the arts. I, and it's you know, I think actually learning and getting your hands on a musical instrument is a much different experience than just being a passive listener to radio or streaming outlets. Yeah, I totally agree with Bill, though, because um, it, it's just a totally different experience. You know, I, 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 Ray, you already know this. I teach uh, students piano, yeah. and um, each one of them have now evolved from where they were of not really even knowing music. Because I started with most of them, I guess, probably around six years old, seven years old. I even had one, I think I was five when I started with him, and now they're eight, nine, ten years old. And uh, to watch them evolve because of how the music, learning how to read music, how to listen to music, how to play music, all at the same time, and think it all together so that they can play lessons is just amazing. And their uh, their dispositions have changed. Their personalities are much more vibrant now. And uh, it's just great the communication, evolution right? in kids because of music. Yeah, exactly right. Very true. Yep. You know, um, and the confidence. Oh yes! Mm-hmm. Oh yes! Mm-hmm. Oh yes! You know, we we do voice coaching here for voice actors and such here at Radio Lounge and. Uh, uh, ironically, it's it's really not about the, uh, the the form or or what they've learned. It's more about a self realization that they can do something that they didn't think they could do before they came here. So it's more in the head than it is anything else. Is, is it? Would you say that's true about music as well? Oh sure, yes, yeah. for sure. I mean, you know, look as 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 many years as I've been a musician, you know, there's always that thing. It's like, can I really do that? And the more that I put my mind to it and uh, focus on things, I find myself being able to accomplish things that I didn't think I was capable of doing. So when you re- when you can conquer these goals and, and these different plateaus, you gain more confidence, which is, you know, which is great for a young student to be able to, you know, build their confidence level and their self-esteem. 
Hey, Bill, do you ever get uh, fans coming up to you with uh, with your concerts and such like that? Uh, kids uh, asking for your advice, young musicians, school kids, and more like that. I have, I have over time. Yes. Yeah. What do they say? What do they say? They, mostly, they ask you teach lessons because they'd like to study with me. And my my textbook response has been, you know what? I don't because I'm still learning myself. Whoa. Ah, oh, nice. <laughs> Whoa. Wow. I, I think I think it's I think it's I think it's time I start changing that outlook though. Cuz I think I have <laughs> I have plenty to share. I think so too. I mean it, it, right. it sure would be it would be well just like Fell is doing as well with with uh, sharing his uh, his talent and his vibrance for uh, uh for music uh, you know what's your sweet spot? Okay, last time I checked, Long Island wasn't tied to anything like Motown or the blues or anything like that, and or the two. Well, it's or funny the two, that you mentioned. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I mean, Long Island has a diverse musical history, and uh, I've been involved as the music director for the Long Island Music Hall of Fame for quite some time. And, you know, COVID has put a stop to that for the last couple of years. But uh, if you look at the artists that grew up here or lived here. Or, you know, created music on Long Island, it's way diverse. Everything from, you know, uh, well, Billy Joel would be the one that pops to mind first. Foghat, um, yeah. Marvin Hamlish. You know, when you think of Long Island, it's geographic Long Island. So that includes Brooklyn and Queens and, you know, hip-hop, gospel. You know, every genre of music has been affected by Long Island. You know, Louis Armstrong lived here on Long Island in Queens, for many years and made it his home. Uh, so right. plenty of jazz, you know, all kinds of different genres. So it, it's not limited to like, a, it's not a blues thing per se, but plenty of blues artists. It's not a jazz thing. It's, it's, it's everything. It's a big melting pot. Uh, being a suburb of New York city, that was the, the big influence of people moving from the city, say, or Brooklyn out to Long Island has influenced it greatly in the musical diversity that we have here. You know, I, I should have thought about that, considering that it is New York and considering that is the epicenter of uh, bringing people together from around the world. It would make sense that you uh, represent a whole bunch of different uh, genres, and it's uh, almost like the buffet of music, yeah. you know, all, all from around the world. Yeah, it is. And, you know, the, the Motown thing was, you know, Motown, the first band that I was playing in, uh, like on a steady basis, was a Motown band. And we covered all kinds of Motown music. And I was fortunate enough to later you know, later on in the early 2000s play with Mary Wilson from the Supremes, who wow. just uh, tragically we lost this uh, past year. Wow. And in fact, I just got the... I, I've subbed once with Smokey Robinson, and I have another one coming up uh, in May. I'll be playing with Smokey again out in Reno. Wow, wow, what a connection point. You're also the host, the musical director uh, for the Long Island Hall of Fame uh, and awards and such like that. And you've brought, you've, you've brought a lot of people uh, together uh, for those things. Talk about that more. I want to hear more about what you're doing with that organization. Well, well they're trying to establish a museum and such here on Long Island to all the great artists that have uh, lived or played music here on Long Island. There's been so many that have come through, and we have, uh, I can't, the wealth of people. The one year, probably the biggest one, we inducted Clive Davis, wow. and the person that uh, uh, inducted him 
into the Hall of Fame was Dionne Warwick. Um, wow. We inducted Roger, uh, Roger Waters brought up uh, Ron Delsner. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the deep uh, history that, uh, that pop music, I mean, I'm looking at right now at the Hall of Fame website and uh, Debbie Gibson, Harry Chapin, Wow. Uh, Marvin Hamlis, like I said earlier, yeah. the list of inductees is so long. Um, the last one we did was in 2018. That was Cousin Brucey, Jimmy Webb. Uh, wow. It's just so many. It's, it's so deep. Uh, Jimmy Webb is not from Long Island, but he lives here now. So oh. they, uh, Shanana, Michael Lang, Melanie. Uh, Taking Back Sunday, wow. you know, just tons of people. Last one, I, that one I wasn't able to be there for because I was on the road with the Rippingtons. But the one before that, which would have been 2016, was you know amazing as well. Um, just loads and loads of talent. It, it's just crazy. I mean, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you some some of the names from the the 2016. Uh, Chuck D, Ron Alexenberg, uh, Brian Koppelman, mm-hmm. Phil Schapp. I don't, you know, I don't know if you know. The, the, Phil Schapp was a radio announcer here in New York. Yeah. Uh, just Carter Burwell, a film composer. Charles Koppelman, that's Brian's dad. Uh, Big Daddy Kane, Garland Jeffries, '60s mm-hmm. artist. Uh, Santo and Johnny. I don't know if you remember Sleepwalk. Oh sure. Jim yeah. Steinman, who was you know involved with Meatloaf. Steve Vai. Wow. Vince Giordano was amazing, like, uh, does a tribute to the old music of the 20s. Always called upon, uh, Vince Giordano's always called upon for period music in, in films. Yeah. He did the soundtrack for the uh, HBO series Board, uh, Broadway Emp- Boardwalk Empire. Yeah, you mentioned Cousin Brucey before. We've done a few radio shows with him. And Cousin uh, actually brought the Beatles on uh, with Ed Sullivan at uh, Shea Stadium when they were there. Uh, right, and, right. And which was which was which Ron Delsner, who was also an inductee, you know, had a big hand in bringing the Beatles to to Shay. Man, he said that that day was scary. Sullivan looked at uh, Brucey and said, uh, uh, "Are we going to be okay?" And he goes, "Just pray, just pray," <laughs> because he said the energy was so intense there at the stadium. And ironically, I was as a kid, I, I went to the World's Fair. It was sixty four, sixty five. Uh, in, in Long Island, and uh, was there right before yeah, they came. Sure. It was pretty cool. I was there. Maybe we met there. Uh, I think we did. I, I think I know you. Uh, <laughs> we shared a Belgian waffle, I think, is what it was. Uh, you know, <laughs> the, my, my kids will attest to this, though. I used to drive around when cassettes were in vogue uh, with with uh, the Rippingtons on the on the radio. I, oh. was, I was so excited when the Weather Channel decided to use the Rippingtons' uh, Brave New World as their music for when they go, oh, went to the local yeah. news. Uh, and uh, and it, we followed the Rippingtons. In radio, we did soft adult contemporary, actually transitioning from uh, an easy listening, beautiful music format. And the Rippingtons were just a, a natural. We've seen them here in Houston uh, several times as well. So uh, I know so much about the Rippingtons. But, you know, let's make this more, um, more about Bill Heller because I, I want to... Uh, you know, this is this is a podcast with you. It's your voice and your talent creating and producing hits. Uh, Find a way is one of those latest hits. 
I, 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 I don't know, Bill. I hear some. I hear some David Benoit in your style of playing. Did was he an influence in your life? I feel that the, you have the smiles um, and, and somewhat. I would say somewhat. You know, the the ironic thing is knowing David and having met him out on the road, playing, sharing the bill many times. David and I share a birthday. Really? Okay. Share the same birthday. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Which was ironic to me. And that wow. is. August eighteenth. What day is that? All right, it's the eighteenth of August. <laughs> we'll we'll remember that. We'll Very remember cool. That. <laughs> yeah. What's on the horizon for Bill Heller? What What are you out? You know, here we here we go. Coming out of this crazy two years that we've been involved with, uh, I'm sure your world has changed and you've done things a little bit differently. But now that we seem to be uh, on the cusp of at least, I, I think, coming out of this stuff, what's going on in your world, Bill? Well, you know, last week was a kind of a big week for me. Um, a dear friend of mine is a fantastic singer. He sang with the likes of Luther Vandross and almost and Roberta Flack and tons of great folks. He uh, put me in as the musical director for an event last week, which is uh, on International Women's Day, and it was for an organization called Girls with Impact. And I was the musical director, and the band included... Uh, Chris Parker, who's a jazz institution, uh, he's played everybody from the Brecker Brothers and on. Um, uh, that was Chris Parker on drums. James Genius, who plays with Saturday Night Live. Felicia Collins from the David Letterman Band. Uh, Bette Sussman, who was Whitney Houston's MD for a while, and Bette Midler's MD. Mm-hmm. Um, fantastic band. I was like, you're putting me in charge of this uh stable of uh, thoroughbreds. Whoa. And we uh, were uh, backing up Sarah Bareilles, Jennifer Nettles, and the girl who has the lead in the new Tina musical. And it was a great night of music, and I was very honored to be there. Wow. Okay. So sure, that wow. things are starting to open up now. Um, yeah. You know, I'm looking at more gigs coming through and coming through. So hopefully things are returning to to normal. Unfortunately, like this year, I was supposed to be out. I was supposed to do the smooth jazz cruises, and that was right when Omicron reared its ugly head, and that was I lost three weeks of work there, and and um, at least a month or so of preparation. So instead, I decided I would stay home and start writing more music and begin the next journey of my next CD. Okay. I like that. It, it's a good thing. What are those cruises? Are those cruises funded uh, for you guys to do? This would have been my first one, and it was jam-packed with, I mean, I would probably have 14 or 15 shows per week, mm. and I would have been playing with everyone from Marcus Miller and David Sanborn to Richard Elliott and Peter White. So it was uh, quite a quite a large uh, array of artists, and it would have been exciting. <laughs> Yeah. To say the least. Well, we'll see. And fans, we'll see. you know, from what I understand, fans get a real chance to, you know, hang with with the artists and, and meet and greet and all that. You know, every time I've heard, I'm going to go back to Rippingtons for just a minute here. But every time I've heard uh, anything recorded and or played on stage, it is very specifically good, but it's also very freestyle. But it seems to be very connected. Um, uh, it, it, it would seem to me that the things that uh, that Russ uh, uh, composes and, and produces and you guys put out there as as a live band are very specific in how you play. There's not a lot of 
of, of ad lib there. It's just great music. But every time I've heard There's a lot of great Yeah. A lot of great composition by Russ, yes. Yeah, and but but it, it it's pulled off so perfectly. I mean, you can look at countless performance after performance after performance, and it's always good. It's always mixed properly. It always sounds great. The live in L.A. thing, and I know this is before you uh, joined the band, I yeah. think, but um, oh yeah, that that DVD and CD uh, that, that's one of the CDs that I actually had in in, in my car when we had CDs. Sure, we don't have those anymore. Okay, <laughs> but uh, we do. I have I have I have I have a couple. Yeah. Do you really? You know, do you, do you, yeah. do you have something to play them on, Bill? Because that's the problem these days. That's... <laughs> Yeah, I know. I find that now. Uh-huh. Uh, my my uh, distribution guy. I just my latest CD is called Passage. Yes. And my distribution guy had me order five hundred. So I have five hundred CDs sitting here. If anybody needs some, um, Passage is for sale. You can buy it on Amazon <laughs> or a few hardware <laughs> brick and mortar stores. But it's a tough it's a tough slog. You know, everything in the, the yeah. industry is is always changing. So, you know, the streaming thing is more popular. Sure. Uh, I'll be adding you to my... It's much easier. I'll be adding you to my Spotify. I've got Ray's Smooth Jazz. And it's like, well, how come I don't have Bill already on here? I don't know. I guess I'm informed now, and I will do that. You're also playing with Paula Atherton. You're you're also playing with Paula Atherton. And that was a really cool thing. Yeah, we have a gig coming up in uh, April. April 15th, we'll be down at... uh, the Tin Pan in Richmond, Virginia. Paul was here in Houston uh, um, not that long ago uh, performing at a right. very small club, and it sounded phenomenal. Vel uh, was on keys uh, that evening with her as well, as right. long as uh, uh, Vel's new guitarist, uh, and uh, it sounded phenomenal. Hey, Vel, let's let's check in with you yeah, here for a little time. bit. Uh, let's check in with you, Vel, a, a little bit about... Uh, uh, some of Because the, there's a lot of stuff going on with F2F that we have not talked about. We've not had the opportunity uh, to engage with fans of uh, Faith to Form. So talk about that for just a minute, Phil. Yeah, we um, actually had a very busy uh, 2022 uh, since January preparing for the um, uh, Texas Music Education or Ed- Educators Association. They had their convention out at uh, San Antonio. Uh, a few weeks ago, and we had to prepare ourselves to be an exhibitor, our first time being an an exhibitor at the convention, and uh, the convention actually was uh, held off because of the pandemic, so a lot of people showed up uh, from the numbers I got in a letter that that just came in. I think there was uh, somewhere in the area of 13,000 people that attended this uh, three-day convention, and, um, oh, no, 26,000. Let me double that. And... um, to uh, you know, to be able to engage with uh, instrument manufacturers, uh, educators, uh, students that were performing, and uh, just overall, this music going on all day for three days straight was just amazing. So that now has led into more um, connections with other organizations that uh, we're developing our rapport with and to do more uh, activities with. And uh, we're now preparing for our uh, third annual F2F Music Summer Camp. And this time, finally, we will be on the campus of Houston Community College in September, I'm sorry, July of this year, July 11th through the 22nd. And 
we're preparing for that as well. We've had a couple meetings already with the administration there at uh, HCC Southwest, uh, as well as the president. She's very excited about us bringing our program there. And uh, we've already opened registration. It is open on our website, so people can go to our website, f2fmusicfoundation.org, and click on our programs. You'll see the uh, summer camp listed there, and just uh, register right away. And um, we actually reduced the price this year, so um, that's an also attractive thing. Yeah. And um, we're hoping to involve all students in Fort Bend County as well. And uh, I'm looking forward to uh, having a fun time. Uh, we actually have uh, just negotiated this morning, hopefully, a special guest that's going to pop in, and I'm going to keep that secret for right now until that actually comes together. Okay. But um, if it does, oh my gosh, it's just going to be uh, uh, so exciting to uh, have uh, guest artists like this come into town and uh, you know appear for the kids there at the camp. Uh, we'll be talking about, uh, oh gosh, uh, jazz improvisation. We'll also merge with different genres of music during the camp. So we'll be involving classical music, pop music, um, jazz, um Guys, uh, marching bands. Most of the students coming will be in the marching bands, from what I can tell, with different schools, and they'll be able to learn more um, improvisation for solos and uh, hopefully get their confidence levels up. So, uh, really excited about that. It's going to be a busy year, and looking forward to it uh, as well. F2F Faith to Form has really grown. It's going into four. Yeah, we just celebrated three years at our. Uh, Award ceremony we did in November. We gave uh, five students, uh, middle school and high school students, uh, brand new instruments there at the uh, ceremony. People are still talking about it. I've just yeah. been getting calls this week about that. Yeah, you so, know, uh, it's been really good. It's the cool part, Bill. This is a great. Uh, the, Houston is a great city. Houston is the the most diverse city yes. in the United States. Uh, uh, we are ten years ahead of LA in diversity. And uh, and it's really kind of cool that Vell has landed here, uh, and uh, especially in Fort Bend County, which is a uh, uh, you know a county just southwest of uh, Houston, and uh, the music is happening, and the kids are getting excited, and the the foundation is growing and growing and growing, uh, which is what this podcast is all about. Y- you've got Yamaha keys that you play as well, but but uh, do you, do you still have an accordion that you pull out every now and then? I still, yeah. If you, yes, I have an accordion. If you go, um, one of my one of my COVID projects was uh, a tribute to Lyle Mays. Uh, there was a fan he wrote so much fantastic music. Lyle, you know, as as well as being the uh, partner to Pat Metheny, and I uh, I learned one of his pieces on uh, accordion, and I did a. If you go to my YouTube uh, site, which is uh, just look Bill Heller on YouTube and you should be able to find me in a video that I did with myself, uh, accompanying myself on piano, uh, accordion and piano. And it's, uh, it's a Lyle Mays wow. piece. So yeah. In fact, on my, on this new CD, I didn't play accordion on my new CD, but on, on, uh, on my first CD, which is find the way I did. There's an accordion piece that ends it. Um, and uh, yeah, so accordion is still in my life. When we when when I got married, I I had two accordions and I sold them. And shortly after that, I said oh, I should never sold them. And somehow, you know, it's the old joke. You know, 
uh, a guy goes to his car. He says, somebody broke into my car. And, you know, when I, 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 I had my accordion in there and now there's 10 in there. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I, I now, I now have three accordions. Oh man. That's so, so cool. That is so uh, cool. Yeah. Uh, that, that's uh, and you know you mentioned before about the Beatles not having any accordion and but you know you talk about yeah. stuff like benefit of Mister Kite and all that kind of stuff yeah there was or it was something oh, yeah. a Mellotron or something was in there kind of like an accordion yeah yeah but uh, you never know from the accordion to an amazing uh, amount of great music with Bill Heller uh, well, you know you. Uh, 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 all the way through the Rippingtons and above and beyond is is um, I'm getting the, the sense that there is no retirement in Bill's future. Would that be a correct statement, Bill? I think you're right. I, I don't see that coming anytime soon. Yes, okay. I, uh, please, please don't, because uh, the world needs uh, your music and needs your talents as well. And that's the cool thing about uh, F2F, Faith to Form. It's, it's uh, designed to inspire people to dig a little bit deeper into what they might be able to accomplish and do, and then go ahead and do that. And of course, Faith to Form provides the instruments and the inspiration for that. So it's really kind of cool that we had an opportunity to to spend some time with you today and talk about uh, not only what's going on in your neck of the woods up in New York, but uh, but as it relates to Faith to Form. I sure hope that one day, one day, Bill, that we can get you down here to uh, to Houston, and uh, you can meet some of the kids that uh, this program has really inspired. Oh, I'd love to, yeah. Yeah, so that's an invitation. Uh, a belt, buy him a really Southwest nice Airlines ticket. It's a good thing. I like that. Yeah, we'll work on that for sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. A, it's a good thing. No doubt about it. Bill, it sounds like you're having fun, and it sounds like you found in life what you love to do, and not 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 everybody does that. They kind of walk through life yeah, sometimes. Yeah, you know, it, it takes a while to realize that, you know, that, that what you just said, you know, I get, I get to spend, uh, you know, my work doing something that I love, and it just makes everything so much easier. You have uh, someone in your life, her name is Dawn, and uh, how is she doing these yeah. uh, these days? Is she doing great? She's doing okay, thank God, yes. Thank yes. God. Glad you know, to. It's, uh, it's been a long, hard, you know, we've faced quite a few challenges, let me put it that way. Yeah, well, it's, it's good that we're talking today, and you're saying the things that you're, that you're saying. Is Dawn an inspiration in your life as well? Oh, for sure. Yeah. You know, uh, she is a wonderful person who has faced, you know, down cancer three times now in her life. And uh, um, she's a fantastic mother, and she was a music teacher, mm -hmm. public school music teacher, and she loved her students. And uh, she also dealt with uh, autistic children in her uh she she had a program of teaching autistic children music and bringing music to them, which really you talk about rewarding just to see kids who were nonverbal or just so you know sheltered that she was able to get them out of their shells and interacting and communicating with music. It's a beautiful thing to see. Wow! Wow! That's a, that's yeah, so we've cool. actually got a couple students on on hold right now that are autistic, uh, just waiting for the parents to. Uh, let us know when they're ready to start working. Uh, Bill, as you probably know, um, Paula Atherton has background as a music therapist, and uh, we yes. talked extensively about these particular kids uh, who are suffering from autism. Um, one of our board members, uh, Nellie Doty, is also a music therapist, and mm -hmm. uh, yeah, we're we're you know 
engaged to be able to do that. We have actually some partners with F2F that are focused on mental health uh, with their agencies as they operate out in California. So, uh, you know, it, uh-huh. it's a field that is necessary these days, uh, even in terms of uh, other uh, illnesses um, like um, uh, Alzheimer's. Um, oh, so yes, uh, fantastic. Yes, music. You know, the agencies that we're dealing with can uh, you know, get them back to where they need to be and be able to function in society. So it's, it's a great thing. Wow. Important yep. stuff. Important stuff you guys are doing. It seems to me that yep. there wouldn't be a Bill Heller, uh, as we know Bill Heller, if there wasn't a Dawn in Bill Heller's life. I, I think, oh, that's for sure. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. Good job, guys. Good job. Yeah. You know, Faith to Form continues to grow, as we just talked about, four years going on, four years now. Uh, and Bill, you're doing so many great things uh, with music and in your life as well. Continue to do that. And please... Let's uh, let's uh, keep in touch here as we uh, move ahead into 2022, yeah. and our, our wishes for you guys to stay healthy and and uh, as we get back to uh, doing things the way we remember them not that long ago. But Bill, thanks for being here today. Appreciate you. Well, thanks for having me, guys. Yes. And uh, yeah, add me to, add me to your Spotify playlist. Uh. I'm going to do that right after we get done with uh, this recording. Okay, uh, you, that's a guarantee. Yeah. You know, listening listening to your stuff, I was when you were playing with uh, Paula on that one song that you were doing where she was playing flute. Uh, we, my wife. Oh looked, yeah, yeah. Well, I was I was watching it this morning. Okay, I had it on uh, with uh, Kathy in the living room, and I go, the bass player looks just like me. She goes, I was going to say that. Oh, that's. <laughs> so it's like wait, he does. He looks just like I don't know who that is, but whoever that was, it's like that's uh, my call. My call, okay. Well, my my call is a twin brother. <laughs> it's my twin brother from another mother. It's a good thing. All right. <laughs> for for Faith to Form F two F the podcast for the Faith to Form Music Foundation. I'm Ray Shillings, and thank you, Bill Heller. Thank you, Val Lewis. Always fun talking to you, dude. And we have things to do in 2022. Let let's get busy, okay? Yes, that's right. And that is a wrap. Thank you.